0: yo i'm chad and this is eric and together we are how you doing today eric
1: i'm doing pretty cool it's uh butt-ass cold in new york Mm -hmm. living in virginia the last 10 years i forgot (laughs) i forgot what uh
0: what real winter's like
1: yes the the cold frozen butthole of mother nature (laughs) that is western new york
0: yeah, dude. Western, I mean, winter don't play around up here. They say that Buffalo's really close to Canada, and it might as well be Canada, and it's true.
1: Yeah, well, fuck Canada right now, because it's too cold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, December we had record highs. Everybody was, like, outside in shorts, and this is, Mother Nature just has a way of coming back and be like, aha.
1: Yeah, sucker punch in
0: the dick. Yep, he lulled you into wearing shorts.
1: Well, I wore shorts on Christmas Eve to get the Christmas tree, so maybe Mother Nature was pissed off at my blatant laugh. Yeah, in her face.
0: That was probably the sign. She's like, my, "The trap has been sprung. Send in Jack Frost."
1: Yeah, but not the dumbass Martin Short version.
0: No, no, we're talking. Wait, I'm trying to think of like what. Is, where has been a cool Jack Frost? I mean, we're watching kind of, sort of le- Legend of the Guardians. That was kind of cool, Jack Frost. He was like the main well, character?
1: Yeah, remember when I told you there's a sequel to Rudolph where he goes to the circus and Frosty gets murdered <laughs> and his family gets murdered? Yeah. Like the bad guy in that one, I think is called like the Cold Miser.
0: Wait, wait, the Cold Miser comes back. The yeah. Cold, the Cold Miser is in the uh, the movie The Year Without a Santa Claus, where where oh, they no. have to like go to they go to the South Pole and the North Pole to get him to like. To like you know like make Christmas cold again you know like make it happen so that so mm. that people will care so that Santa Claus will stop having a cold and start delivering presents.
1: No, yeah, he's evil in this one. I told you instead of mm. flying reindeer, it's flying snakes.
0: That's just awesome.
1: I feel like it was the cold miser. I don't know. You should Google it now. Like I said, mm. Rudolph works at a at a circus, and he gets set up. He gets framed for robbery. <laughs>
0: I mean, maybe it's like Krampus, you know? That would be the best if there was like a secret Rankin and Bass film with Krampus in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look that up.
1: So we should really uh, catch the catch the listeners up on our Christmas together.
0: It's true, dude. Our holidays for two for the last two weeks. It's kind of why we were like late. The oh Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was in July, too. That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we've been hanging out in the pretty warm and then suddenly, ass-cold foot of snow out of nowhere um, uh, parent's house in western New York. Let's see, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally distracted by, like, I'm on the Wikipedia page. Looks like Frosty has, like, a bride and stuff. Man, I can't believe they kill him off.
1: Oh, uh, no, they killed, they murdered the whole family at one point, I'm pretty sure. Damn. But so melt those sons of bitches. Uh
0: Winterbolt. Is the villain. Winterbolt. Okay. Yeah. Winterbolt's a dick. Well, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I can stop reading. Like Wikipedia just like sucks you in. So, um yeah. yeah, so we watched a ton of movies, we played a ton of video games. We sneakily jumped online for a day to play uh Star Wars Battlefront.
1: Yeah, and since we're talking about Star Wars Battlefront, I'm sorry man, like now that I've had a, a month without playing it and then playing it again, mm-hmm. it's just not a, it's just not as good.
0: Mm.
1: Because I and it only because I don't like to play m- multiplayer online. Yeah. Like for me I love playing one either solo or with a second person uh offline co-op mm-hmm. on the old Star Wars Battlefront games. That was fun and like here I don't have these levels. That I can explore and and fight against the AI or fight against one other person. Like I just stick my face on a level that they pick and get it blown off after ten seconds.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So but, I'm just not. I mean, all all I've ever said is like, God, just give me Battlefront, and then they did, and I just I feel like such a shithead, being uh, like, actually, I don't like it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny. That's gonna happen. That's kind of already happened with the the Final Fantasy VII remake. Because they're like, guess what, guys? You've been asking for this for years. We're bringing it back. And then they showed what they were going to do with the gameplay. And Mm -hmm. they're like, guess what? JRPGs are the past. Now we're going to have this crazy, like, third person action battle system where you're, like, battling all the time. Like, controlling cloud and slicing and dicing. And it's no longer, like, waiting with you on one side and the villains on the other side. Like, we're updating it for today's modern times. And uh, a lot of people, myself included, are pretty skeptical about it.
1: Yeah, it's just like, you know, Red Dead Redemption was awesome. Because Red Dead Redemption, you could play by yourself through this amazing world. Or then you could get online, go into that same world, and get your face blown off every 10 seconds. True. You, you could do either. And I wish, I mean, and let's face it, the original Battlefront, 11 years ago, had an online component along with, you know, single player. right. So, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but let's I, talk about... Well, sorry, go ahead. Uh,
0: I was, I was going to say, as a final to that, yes, this is kind of the problem with uh, AAA shooters today, is that uh, you don't buy a $60 video game. You buy uh, $90 uh, video games and season pass where it's just mm-hmm. like a skeleton of a game that's just like... It's just for people who want to play multiplayer, online killing other players that's
1: it yeah that's the thing like none of the star wars levels are that big Mm -hmm. they're just like here everyone jump into this bathtub with a gun and shoot each other all right now let's go to the sandy bathtub next (laughs) you know and it's like i mean i appreciate all the different game modes they have but they're all just real quick game modes none of them are very complicated or
0: Nope. So I don't know. It's it's all about like getting you in, like having fun quickly, and having fun is dependent on if you're good at shooters and then getting you out and like doing it in a different in a slightly different way to keep like enough variation to where you won't get bored.
1: Like even Transformers War for Cybertron like had a great solo gaming mission with the cutscenes and stuff, or you could just jump into a battle arena with a ton of online people and get your robot face shot off yeah. in ten seconds.
0: So I I, I- <laughs> So I don't know if it's like if, because all online games kind of like track statistics and they have tracked them for a long, long time. Maybe people are just figuring out that like most people who buy these games or most people who will buy the season pass just want the multiplayer. Like they don't play a single player or they just don't complete it. Yeah. You know, so why bother making this like this huge, amazing game if most players only get through 10% of it? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just putting that out there
1: so let's talk about some of the cool shit that we did
0: uh man it's it's hard to remember it all because i'm like we'd stay up till like two o'clock each night because we get to like 10 o'clock and be like yeah we're having a good time all right let's play some video games for four hours or hey let's watch a movie and then afterwards you know browse facebook until you get like you know embarrassed and be like what time what time is it oh crap
1: yeah, I was about to say, like every night we usually played video games till almost midnight, and then we put on a movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all
1: yeah. right, now let's watch that bear rape Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. All right, now I'm down. It was cool.
0: Let's talk about that for a sec. We watched The Revenant, which is um, so it's it's not even out in theaters yet. Incredible, yeah. incredible. So my wife was on the the SAG uh, awards voting committee, so she just got spammed with all these DVDs and Blu-rays for like two months. And we're still getting like like Variety magazine in the mail, and it's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, guys, guys, we don't read this now. Stop sending it to us. So she she got like maybe fifty movies, and one of them was this movie that we actually wanted to see, and uh, I loved it. And if if you don't know the the without spoiling the whole thing, it's it's basically about uh, it's set in they don't say when it's either seventeen hundreds uh, I think or. I think it's like 1700s, uh, in America, where Leonardo DiCaprio's character is like a tracker slash guide who knows the lay of the land, and he's trying to guide these tra- these trappers uh, back to their fort where they can be safe, and they're in the middle of, like, hostile Native American country, and he gets mauled by a bear and left for dead.
1: In a loving, tender way.
0: I know. The bear's just like, oh, you wanted some more? Oh, you're trying to shoot me with the gun? Oh, you're so cute. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And there, there are a lot of... Um, I mean, the actors look so cold because the, the entire movie is set in winter and they're mostly all the scenes are outside. I was really impressed with that. It was like, you guys are acting so great, but you're probably... And, and then the entire crew is probably so cold this whole movie.
1: Yeah, I feel like he said something like he ate raw meat and stuff too during the shoot. I mean during was, one of the scenes
0: he was speaking oh yeah this one scene where he i mean the, the whole movie there's like a lot of really cool characters not a lot of like backstory or setup where you're just like oh who's this guy he looks like a badass what's he doing oh uh, you know killing an animal and like eating it raw awesome yeah yeah there, i mean there was not a lot of dialogue in this movie it's one of those things where i feel like you can only really watch it once you know, mm-hmm. unless you're really into cinematography because it's shot beautifully but the story doesn't really go anywhere and like there's no twists or anything, it's just like you know exactly what's going to happen from the from the moment, from, from the beginning of the movie uh, until the very end You know, and it's just like, that's just what it is
1: By the way was the Hateful Eight any good? I, I feel like it just got swallowed up by Star Wars so I didn't go see it <laughs>
0: I didn't see it, but I, I've seen plenty of trailers where people, yeah. you know, are just raving about it.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, obviously some people are, but I mean, like, yeah. did you have any friends or anything that was like, yo, the new Tarantino movie's awesome? I mean, uh, it looks
0: cool. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, looks, it looks cool, but yeah, go up against Star Wars? What were they thinking? Yeah. You know, they should have held off for at least a year or maybe at least a month. No, I mean, Star Wars made more money in like four days than most films will ever make.
1: Yeah, man. That shit was crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the stuff we did on our vacation here. So yeah, we played a ton of video games. No one has played Nintendo Land more than us.
0: No, we rule that game.
1: Nintendo (laughs) Land keeps stats of how many times you've played it. No one has played the Sweet Day fruit candy tree game more than us.
0: We We played it so much we came up with our own ideas about how to play it differently.
1: Yeah, we, we create mini games inside the game inside the mini game.
0: <laughs> so and and it was funny is like Nintendo Land. It's like a ten dollar title nowadays. You know, it's mm. not like Smash Brothers where they keep it at sixty dollars for forever. No, it's yeah. just like a it's just like a throwaway mini game title. But the mini games are so good. And we we switch between like Mario Party nine, Mario Party ten, and and uh, Nintendo Land because oh, there's so good. in each one of these mini game games for the Nintendo Wii U, you got like two or three games that are awesome, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just got to switch between them. That's what we were doing all the time. We'd be like, we'd play Mario Party and be like, uh, like, yo, where's the uh, paintball game? Ah, hell, we're on the wrong Mario Party, you know, switch it to 10.
1: And that's the thing. I feel like Mario Party is, is magical. because we played it so many times and then we just scroll over like hey what's that game holy shit it's paintball how have we not known this the entire time (laughs) or oh my god there's a racing level on bullet bikes where did this come from it wasn't there before i swear to you yeah we just and so when we now we love four player games Hmm. and these mini games are the best because we don't have to get invested you can just play for a while you can pause if you need to and the way our family plays is there's a couple of different ways. First of all, you play to not come in last. Right. Second of all, you play to come in first or to get a uh, uh, record. Right. And then third, you play to just fuck over everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, like the, that's like the main one. So it's just like those, every time you're playing a game, you have to consider those. Like, shit, I don't want to come in last. Oh, can I possibly get a high score? No. Okay, let's just fuck everybody else over. <laughs> mm. like that, it's like a quarterback when he says hike and he looks over his reads. He looks over his options. He's like, do I throw it to this guy, this guy, this guy, or do I just run? Every time we play a game, it's like, all right, I don't want to come in last. Can I beat the record? Nope. All right, let's just screw everyone else.
0: Yep, now That's he, how you play. And, and, uh, and with, with a couple exceptions, if you were terrible at a game, then it was just about like, all right, there's no way I can possibly win. I'm just going to have fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, with the one exception being we played this soccer ball game and I think it was Mario Party 10 the best you're, soccer game you, ever. you're on top of these your characters are on top of these giant balls and you have to like uh, hold the Wii controller in your hand sideways and kind of tilt the controller to move around but it's the controls are insanely hard and so you wind yeah. up missing the ball half the time and uh, and we would yeah. do this like 10 round tournaments because it's 2 on 2 but it's like half the time it's like if you don't get it perfect, if it like I don't know, like there was like a great amount of like skill required for this game, and after a while I just lost it. I was just like I hate, I didn't I didn't say it at the time, but I was like I hate my teammate. This game is making me hate them. You know, even though I, I you like, guys Why? beat
1: us the other one, but
0: we cleaned house some of the time. Like sometimes I was like wow, wow they were great. Good job. Mm-hmm. And then another round, would be like, I hate them. But I was just realizing in my head, it was just like, it's not them. I don't actually hate them. It's these controls that are just so insanely hard. I'm trying to do well, and I'm sure they are too. But like when your teammate screws it up for whatever reason, I'm just like, I hate being on a team with somebody in this <laughs> game right now. You know?
1: Yeah, most of the games we played were solo, four against each other. Yeah, And then sometimes we'd have to like, there was that one on the raft Where all those bombs fall on the raft and you have to just (laughs) you have to just make you have to live on the raft for a full minute. And what helps is if you all sit in the middle and when a bomb comes down, you kick it away from you before it blows up. Mm -hmm. Or you can wait till someone else is jumping in the air and you can kick it underneath them (laughs) so they (laughs) land on it and die.
0: And the bomb would send you flying off the raft. Yeah. That was good. That was good because it was kind of like it was like a team building exercise. Whereas mm-hmm. where if somebody was a dick one round, you'd be like, well, you better watch your back next round. Yeah, I feel like it was
1: called like Bobam Raft or something. Like it was something simple, something
0: like that. But it was it was all about like like it, you will only do well if you stick together if you're a team. But then I feel yeah. like the instant we did that and like the when you finally like win, you survive. You're like, okay, great. Now we never have to play that game again. Yeah, because we did so well. Like, all right, we busted the game. Moving on.
1: Yeah, there are some games you play, and you're just like, we play once, and you're that's it. Yeah. But then there's a lot of games where we're just like, oh, let's get back there. Like that four-player paintball game, dude. So simple, but so much fun hunting yeah. down people.
0: I mean, really... Really you got to go on YouTube and look up you know Mario Party paintball Because it's, it's just so simple. there's like a grid of blocks. You can only go outside of the blocks and you can shoot your paintball gun once at a, at a time and then you have a couple seconds before you can shoot again. Your paintball doesn't go to the, the entire length. it just goes like a little bit like maybe two block lengths and then drops. and uh, so you have those constraints. Then if you shoot a paint, you can stop somebody else's paintball by shooting yours at it, you know, so you can get locked in like a battle of attrition with somebody, just both everybody just jamming on your buttons as fast as you can, trying to hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, somebody sneaks up behind you. I mean, there's so many great opportunities for like, you know, like hunting the hunter and, you know, cross and double cross. It was just a hilarious and, and fun game. And it was so simple.
1: Yeah, so I mean I love those games. Again, to our jump maniacs listening out there, if you ever want to invite us over somewhere, just have some Mario <laughs> Party or Nintendo Land or something else ready and we will just drink a beer and play it with you.
0: I I got I gotta feel like our Magfest Just not online. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like our like like every year, we issue like a Magfest challenge. Like we will destroy you at X game at Magfest. This mm-hmm. this year, I feel like it's got to be Nintendo Land Sweet Day. Like that's like I, I don't I don't care who you are. If I get those thumbsticks to control the uh, the knife guy and the fork guy, you mm-hmm. did. Yeah, you know, that's, that's just it, dude. It's over. It's like Steven Seagal taking you yep. out.
1: So it was it was fun doing that. Um, there was one thing that you missed out on which was extreme wood sledding
0: right right
1: we went into the forest with sleds and the thing is the hills in the forest are very steep and they're full of trees there's no clear path down and there's a creek at the bottom too oh that's bad but the chance of death is what makes it fun
0: so we were when we got there Two, two. The at the start of two weeks, it was seventy degrees, and then yeah. suddenly, it, it the temperature plummeted and a foot of snow came down. Yeah, which is ideal sledding temperatures or uh, ideal just sledding when like the the snow is kind of fresh, but also the ground is like slightly frozen, so there's still like mud underneath.
1: Yeah. Mm. So it was it was awesome. So me and Jared just took turns because um, we each had a sled. Yeah. And so he went down first and like just missed a tree, but like ripped his butt open on a tree root. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, oh. and then so I'm like, oh, that's cool. I was like, but I got to do something like he or he blazed the trail. So I got to do something cool, too. Mm-hmm. So I actually stood up on my sled and surfed down. Yeah. But, you know, you can't bail early. Mm-hmm. So even though I saw the tree coming, wow. I was like, well, I'm still standing. I haven't fallen. Let's just keep going. And I just crushed this tree and just bounced off of (laughs) it. So then he goes back up and he puts his sled up on uh, even higher up the hill Mm -hmm. and goes down and he's like staring around and stuff. So I'm like, all right, all right. So I I surfed again on a steeper route. And at the last second, I was going towards this bank that was a sheer drop before a creek. Mm -hmm. And I'll never say this again in my life, but I was so lucky that I railed that tree. I hit that tree straight on. And my legs each went to either side of the tree. And I just hit my nutsack on this gigantic truck's trunk so hard. It's, it's now the dong tree. <laughs> and so I hit it and I was like, oh, my nuts. <laughs> and I looked and I was like literally like hanging off the edge of a mini cliff. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, I, I guess it's OK. I guess, <laughs> I guess if I hadn't <laughs> splintered my testicles, that uh, a much worse fate would have been waiting for me.
0: That tree saved your life, dude.
1: Well, then I took that newly found life and risked it on my next trip when I went down backwards. <laughs> so I just, I put the sled down, right? And I kneeled in it and then I put my hands up like that Brazilian Jesus statue. Yes. <laughs> and just went down backwards on my knees and I told Jared, I was like, just tell me when to bail. And I just looked up the, the hill at our dad and just went down like that, just <laughs> blind faith. I was like,
0: oh.
1: Damn. And I went down and all of a sudden I was going, I was like, Shit, I've been going down farther than longer than I thought I would. Did he yell bail and I just didn't hear it? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm so fucking dead. And then at the last second I heard this, bail! And I just moved to the right as the uh, sled splintered into a huge tree.
0: <laughs> Damn. I'm like, yes! Live to the extreme! <laughs> yeah, um, I, think, I think that was the day after... Uh, Jared and I stayed up to two in the morning, like watching Jackass Two, which I'd never seen.
1: Oh my God, never seen! It. It's so good.
0: Never seen. I haven't it's... seen Number Three either.
1: Oh, Three's even better.
0: Yeah, like two... they got
1: better each time. They just got more creative.
0: Two, Two was insane, and also the whole time, like you know, knowing what we know now about what happened to half the cast and all the all like the the consequences to all those injuries. You know, it's like, all right, half of this, I'm like, oh, I feel really bad for these guys. The other half, I was just uncontrollable laughter. I mean, oh, no- so nothing gets me laughing like watching, like, Jackass.
1: When Stevo puts on a space helmet and they connect a beer funnel to it and they fart into the funnel into his <laughs> space mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the and then the fat guy, Preston, actually takes a dump on the funnel. the <laughs> like, dump smell goes right in there. And then Stevo throws up inside, inside the astronaut mask velvet. like wearing a fishbowl oh dude so perfect
0: oh man i never i never thought i would see we man's dick all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> there it was <laughs> like they oh, cens- yeah. they censored some stuff they did not censor that at all <laughs>
1: the, was that the one where they all had the um diet coke bottles and mentos and they spiked them as hard as they could inside a, a small room no. and just knocked each other out a couple times no that must be number three Oh yeah, they were spiking as hard as it could, and it was just it would burst the bottle off, and they would like, literally shoot like rockets, and it was taking out ceiling panels, people's faces, people's dicks. It was awesome.
0: No, this th- this is the one where Johnny Knoxville blindfolded himself and stood in a bullfighting ring.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and a well, bull that came out feels... and just
0: mauled him. He feels no pain. No, just dude, bull came out and just killed him. Killed him. Every, everything about it was just like God.
1: I hilarious. Love... Love the jackass movies. The pranks are sometimes the best parts. Yeah. And they prank each other mercilessly. <laughs> uh,
0: they prank jackass each other. They good. prank each other and then they stick around and prank, prank another dude. They just keep, keep on bringing him over.
1: Yeah. And, all, and, everybody's he, in. and even though some of, them, some, some of the pranks are so bad that it literally scares them, I still enjoy the camaraderie. Oh, sure. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, that was, that was one where they dressed up one of them. Like the one they really didn't like, they dressed up as like a terrorist.
1: Oh yeah yeah. And they're
0: like you're going to get back in, into the back of this taxi and do this skit where you're you pretend to be a terrorist. And what they what he didn't know was that the uh the the actor who was playing the taxi driver was actually the dude from Super Troopers yeah. in, in disguise and he pulled a gun on him. So it was like a prank gone wrong, but actually a prank. It's pretty awesome. And
1: instead of giving him a fake beard, they all just shaved off their pubes. Yeah. <laughs> and then they glued their pubes to his face. <laughs> That was awesome. That
0: was great. They all just showing him like like where their pubes used to be afterwards. He, he just watching we just get so pissed.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. But good good movie watching. It's true. So yeah, we did extreme sledding. Oh, and then we did an escape room.
0: That's true. I man, I'm just forgetting everything. So, uh, we we had to explain it to my mom and dad who had no idea these things existed. But basically, you're locked in a room. With a bunch of people the bet the more people you have, the better uh mm-hmm. because of brain power you're and there's clues in the room, and uh you have to like figure out all these puzzles in order to escape from the room and you have there's a timer, and there's like a clock ticking away you get sixty minutes yeah, to, uh, yeah. to escape from the room throughout uh, like all the puzzles that you get occasionally because they're watching you on like a video feed secret video feed mm-hmm. like saw. And uh, occasionally, if you get stuck on, like, a puzzle, at least th- this is the place that we went to. It wasn't hardcore. They're like, we want, they wanted you to, to figure it out. But they, they would occasionally throw, like, handwritten notes under the door to be like, you know, explain, like, a little bit more about the puzzle you were stuck on.
1: Yeah, so it was cool, man. We were stuck in a brewery. Mm. And unfortunately, there was no beer to drink our way out. No. Well, um, <laughs> I know how that would have ended. That would've been awesome. Would've been like, we're not leaving. But the guy who was running, he said they've run like 270 groups, and only like 140 got out in under an hour. Mm. And he also said he usually gives between three and twenty hints to groups. And we got out in less than an hour with three minutes to spare, and we had seven hints.
0: Right. So So that was pretty good.
1: So we are the fucking smartest people in the world.
0: And that was and that was our first time through. He he said, you know, once you've done one escape room, you know, you're gonna do better the next time.
1: Yeah, you have a feel for how it goes and stuff. So
0: Yeah, so some of the puzzles we did were pretty sweet. I mean, you start we started within like one room, like an office room, and we had there was like two digital safes, a safe in a book, like like a book safe, a desk mm. safe, and not a lot of clues to go on. And so, you know, it was basically like once you figure out how to open up one safe, then there's something in there that helps you figure out the next one and the next one and so on. But sometimes it wasn't a clear pattern.
1: Yeah, because you didn't, you would find a clue, but you didn't know which puzzle the clue worked on.
0: Right. And eventually, mm-hmm. eventually we, we opened enough safe so we got a key and we're like, what the hell is this too? And so we tried it on the door, the office door, and that unlocked a huge second room like and then we were actually in the bureau in the brewery there was like taps and kegs and all kinds of stuff and they there were like puzzle pieces from the first one we were like what the hell is this we're like we see something in the second room we're like oh yeah this is it this is it you know this is what this goes to
1: yeah no it was it was cool although i really thought they were going to lock all the doors and say you don't get out until someone saws off a leg
0: yeah <laughs> that's right that's I, I told grandma i was like that's why we're bringing you just in case this is in case we need yeah, yeah. a pinky." You need to take it for the team.
1: Yeah, so that escape room is cool, man. And I guess there's another one where you could escape out of prison cells and stuff. Yeah. So I like this trend. This is pretty cool. They need to take it, like, even farther. Even farther? Yeah. Like, I wonder, I bet you they already have this, so I'm not inventing anything, but I wonder if they have, like, got, like, zombie escape rooms. Mm. So, like, you have to escape from a room, but there's zombies in there, too. Mm. So, like, you finally open, like, you finally unlock a door, and then there's like a zombie in there. And so, you and you have like one paintball gun, yeah. and it only has like four shots. Mm. And if the zombie gets you, then that person's been killed.
0: I think it would have to be like one shot. Like, if, if you get a gun in one of these things, it would have just have to have one bullet. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, knowing our brother, he would use it on somebody that is not a zombie.
1: But can you imagine being in the escape room and knowing that there's a zombie or two somewhere in there?
0: That would be cool. I mean, being in a in a place that you've never been before with, like, puzzles around you and the doors locked, it was, mm. a, I got to say, like, it was a little claustrophobic, you know? So adding a horror element to that, I think, would just freak people out.
1: And what if they said after 60 minutes, zombies come in? Ooh. You know, so you're, like, racing against the clock, and then it becomes a whole different game, like... They're going to fucking come in and, and, and like, when, when you hit the sign of waiver in the beginning, they would be like, um, light to moderate touching will be happening if the zombies <laughs> come in.
0: <laughs> so, they be like, uh, your, your sack might get tapped.
1: Yeah, the sack. zombies, they are allowed to punch you each once or, <laughs> or bite you but only on the arms and legs. <laughs> like, like, Oh, my God. Oh, crap, guys, we got we to gotta solve this fucking puzzle.
0: Yeah, dude. No, it was it was pretty casual. It was like it was definitely low stress. This escape room because they don't want anybody to die of like a heart attack.
1: Although now, like, you have like a built-in excuse, you know. Like, if you ever if the police come in and bust you at like a brothel, mm-hmm. you'd be like, I just thought it was an escape room, man. They told me the the name <laughs> of the game was you'd the fuck your way out of the place.
0: <laughs> That's right. I was, I was looking for a puzzle piece in a vagina. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just I thought, aren't these all actors? I mean. They told me to put money on the table. I just thought that was part of the, the act.
0: Yeah, I hadn't paid my tab yet, so I... Uh...
1: Can I get that money back, actually?
0: <laughs> that's, that's kind of the plot to uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little, which, by the way, is an amazing film. Really? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, like, it's a spy film. Uh, it's um, Oh, hell. Uh, uh, it's Bill Murray. It's a Bill Murray comedy film.
1: Oh, yeah, old school, okay.
0: Yeah, Oh, it's incredible. It's, it's uh, like, the plot is, like, Bill Murray, he's at, like, a crossroads in his life, he needs something, and he hears, a, he sees on TV about this, this thing where, like, they'll set up, like, a scene, like, improv actors will set up, like, a scene out in, like, a warehouse, and you just have to, like, roll with it. And so he sees, like, um, like, he goes to, like, the, the place, this is, like, a telephone booth where it starts mm-hmm. off, and there's a crime immediately and he's like oh hey that's it you guys are great actors and he just goes with it and it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and the whole time he has no idea that ever that it's like legit terrorists and legit crime and like he's like wow fake blood capsules oh this is amazing like the whole film it's great
1: oh what did we see recently that was funny like that oh kind of like tropic thunder did that for like half of the movie yes which was awesome too. So yeah. if it was anything like that, that would make me laugh.
0: I mean, it's one of his best movies. I'm just, mm. I'm just putting that out there. It was just nonstop hilarity. But yeah, it's been, it's been done in other movies since.
1: So let's see, what else did we did? Uh, claw machine, a uh, My Little Pony claw machine.
0: We were at, <laughs> we were at. So your wife had a birthday party at a sports bar, and there was yeah. Then, You're welcome for that. My you know, idea. <laughs> good, good idea. That's good idea. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, hey, go figure, it's your idea, because there just happened to be claw machines there. Ew. So, unlike, unlike the dude who just stared into his phone playing, like, video games on his iPhone at the table while everyone else, like, you know, actually tried to talk to other people, um, we were like, let's have some fun. So, we played the claw machines. There were three claw machines that were all fucking hard. Way too hard. Way too hard. Like, the claws were not good. They... Like there wasn't enough tension, they could pick up two things at once. Like the My Little Pony machine could easily pick up two things at once because there's there was like enough tension for that. But picking up one thing by itself, it's like Go, get out of here, you know. So we we wound up uh, you know getting almost all the ponies, almost all six ponies or five ponies. But it was like a Christmas miracle every time you picked up one. You know, you had to have it exactly perfect, and we would hit, we would do all these great hits. On these ponies where, you know, like, you do, like, a body shot where you're like, all right, I got coverage. I hit it in between the legs, which is the feet, and also kind of grabbing the head, which is the heavy point as well. And the claw would just be like, nope, and just go straight up.
1: And the worst part, too, is, like, you'd pick up an animal, and then the claw would rise up to the top, and then just hang there for five seconds. Ugh. Worse. Instead of moving over to the prize box, it would just hang there for five seconds, and be like, "Hmm, maybe we'll just wait here until it shakes out." And then it usually would shake out, and you're like, "You son of a
0: bitch!" It's yeah, and like it would hold it there for five seconds, and then when it did move, it, it was just, it's an extreme lurch to the left yeah. that would just bang it right out. So, I yeah. mean, the fact that we came out with anything is just crazy.
1: But the best game there was who wants to be a millionaire the arcade game <laughs> so it was just like the freaking game like they had they had all the suitcases but instead of dollar bills you're winning tickets to uh, chain, exchange for prizes at the end of the night right and you have to pick your suitcase and then you've got to um, there's all these different suitcase buttons and you've got to just slowly um, select the suitcases and they have got like video game models that open it and stuff and like in then the banker, We'll, um, the banker will, will make you deals so it's like if the top ticket number was 200 tickets and you still had like 200 and 175 left the banker would call and be like I'll give you 42 tickets Yeah. if you, if you take the deal now which is probably good enough for like a toy whistle and an army man
0: <laughs> and you'd be
1: like no deal bitch and then you keep going and stuff that was really, that was an addictive game man, I loved it
0: it was, it was expensive too, it was a dollar a play
1: Oh, but it was worth it. The only problem was, so like they had all these models that were on the video game. And the model who was suitcase number one was this Asian lady. Mm-hmm. And I started calling her the disappointing Asian. Disappointed <laughs> Asian because every time you, um, it, like if you click on a suitcase, the models, they have two different video game expressions. If you open up a low suitcase, they're happy for you. And if you open up a high one, which means you're screwing yourself, they actually go like frowny face. Mm -hmm. And every time the Asian lady would have a high number. And so whenever you picked her, she would always give you this really big frowny face. And I'm like, no, it's a disappointed Asian again. And so I started telling everyone, I was like, don't ever pick the Asian suitcase because she's always disappointed because it's a big number. Mm -hmm. And so I finally convinced uh, Jared, me and him were playing. I was like, all right, I finally convinced him. I was like, dude, save her for last and we'll win. We'll win the, the big money. We'll win the big money. Just don't pick number one suitcase, the Asian lady. And then you just were playing bowling and you just came over and was like, kata! And you hit the number one suitcase. And I was like, no! <laughs> and the Asian opened, it was like 200 tickets and she's like, wah, wah yeah. disappointed Asian face. Wait, wait. Like, no, Chad.
0: So, wait, did, did you, with that in mind, did you ever pick her as like your suitcase, like the number one? Yes. Yep. Yeah. The, like the last time
1: we did it, um, we picked her as a suitcase and then she only had twenty tickets. <laughs> ah which is like the lowest on the high side. Yeah. There's the low side and the high side. She was lowest on the high side. So that was like so finally we just pick her and then that was the one time it let us down. I feel like the game was just messing with us at that point.
0: Well, yeah, w- watching guys like just you know cram money into this machine made me feel like this is like playing like video poker where you actually have no chance of winning. Like, zero chance of winning, because it, it could be random, it's true, or they could just be feeding you, you know, a certain amount of hope, knowing that it's going to crush you every time.
1: It was great, too, because, like, at the end of the night, we took all those tickets, and we got a hacky sack and a slinky. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all of
0: our, <laughs> All of our dealer
1: no-deal prowess, you know, like, we had, like, a zillion uh. tickets, and they're like, here's what you can get. A hacky sack and a plastic slinky. It wasn't even a real slinky. God. Plastic slinkies don't even work. That,
0: that, was, is, that is the quintessential it, it, ticket, ticket prizes right there. Yeah, but, man. But what was crazy was, was like we, when we came into the, to the bar that night, like we started on seeing a kid win like the jackpot twice on a ticket machine that right after he won it twice, they closed it down. They were like, oh. nope, out of order.
1: You know what pissed me off, so deal or no deal, the best we ever got, the, the highest you can get is 200 tickets, mm-hmm. and the best we ever got was 50, Right. which is like the fourth highest suitcase. It's like 200, 100, 50.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, we got 50 tickets, and so we were pretty pumped about that. Right before we left, this couple went over there and played it just for fun at the very end. The first time they played it, they got all the way down to two suitcases. It was either 200 or 10. The banker called in and offered them 105 tickets, and they said, no deal, open. Suitcase and got 200 tickets. Oh my god. And then they, they fucking won the game in one try and they weren't even excited. Like, we won 50 <laughs> tickets. We're like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's around like, what just happened? Yeah. These guys won 200 and they're like, doopy doopy doo. And just slowly took their tickets. And I took told Jared, I was like, you better hold me back because I'm going to go unplug that machine right now <laughs> before they can get their goddamn tickets. It's like, you don't respect that machine. Oh man. And like, them just easily winning just took a huge dump on all of our efforts that night.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, re- it reminded me of the one episode of the Flintstones, where Fred Fred blows all their life savings on a machine on a casino machine where they go to Las Vegas. Mm. And then the instant he gets off it, some old lady wins the jackpot and he's like, I will I will might the hell <sighs> nah, that was a lot of fun, dude. So at one point I wanted to talk about this a little bit. At one point we watched the nineteen 1980- eighty hang on. The 1988 classic fantasy movie Willow.
1: Oh yeah, dude, that was great.
0: I was I was curious if it uh, held up because it's been a long time since I've seen it.
1: Yeah, because when we we watched it, our dad had it on VCR, yeah, VHS tape. We watched it a bunch of times. We got the we got the the figurines for Christmas one year. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a scary movie to watch for us being so young at the time. So and I hadn't seen it since then probably been 20 years
0: no and and i remember it because because your your son was going to watch it with us and he's you know he's gonna be he's five or he's gonna be five um and i was i I remember i was like oh man he's too young for this it's this movie is like bloody and gory and i just remember like all this like crazy stuff happening and we watched it and you know i was like you know this ain't so bad maybe by today's standards
1: yeah exactly like it's it definitely had to me it had scary moments as a kid yeah but watching it now it wasn't that scary also it was a a very young and slim val kilmer back in his his prime
0: he was actually good looking i was like all right now i could see why people thought he was a big deal
1: yeah he played mad martigan he was awesome when he single-handedly holds down the castle that was pretty that was was probably the apex of his acting career until he did mcgruber
0: yes but i mean that's
1: that that's when he was fat, Fatball Kilmer so he has different stages of his acting career
0: yeah no this this movie is great and it's a Ron Howard film it's yep. it was like Ron Howard the beginning of his directing career George Lucas uh has said has said in interviews that like you know uh or at least implied in interviews he was that he like really gelled with Ron Howard that like after Spielberg uh had stopped working with him he kind of like latched on to Ron Howard and they became like this amazing duo at least for Willow And, yeah, I I thought it was a great film. It really holds up, you know, and it's got a lot of practical effects, but it was, like, at the cusp of, like, uh, incredible CG effects, too. Mm -hmm. But there's all kinds of stuff. There's, like, um, like, computer-generated stuff. There's, like, really awesome green screen happening. But you never feel like there's, like, a crappy CG character on screen that kind of ruins it or dates it.
1: Yeah, it wasn't too bad. You know, some of the moments, like when the trolls are climbing around the castle and stuff.
0: Yeah, you're like, Kind of like, tee-hee. Right. Yeah. But
1: uh, yeah, you're right. It doesn't, doesn't quite take you out of it because it's like, I feel like you can get away with some bad CG and stuff if everyone is wearing um, helmets with feathers and they're swinging swords and talking shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, then, so. and, and in fa- in, as far as fantasy movie goes, like, there's usually a couple huge, like, major crappy effects yeah. You know what I mean? Like usually all right, it's a fantasy movie. There's gonna be something that ruins the experience in it. Mm-hmm. But no, there wasn't really. There was even like a two headed fire breathing monster and it was still great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. So it was cool. Yeah, I liked it. It was good to see Willow yeah. again, and for anyone that's never seen it, I don't know. You can probably get it in the five dollar Walmart bin or well, you could probably watch it online for free on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something.
0: Yeah, I would definitely give it a give it a shot. It's it's got like swashbuckling, a great cast, uh an evil wizard queen who is like we we talked about this. I, I wanted I wanted to do like a, a wizard scale. Like on the scale of like zero through ten, like in terms of movie wizards that are actually awesome, Queen Beth Morda is like high on that list. That's she's, true, you
1: really gotta put her up there.
0: I mean, she's amazing. Like the whole she's she's the, the villain of the movie. The whole movie, she's either commanding people to go, like, butcher uh, pregnant mothers. Like, you know, she's just, like, in charge, in command. She does not give a crap. And uh, so, but at the end of the movie, when she meets her tragic end, we were kind of wondering, like, hey, what happened there? Because it wasn't fully explained. So I went into the Wikipedia uh, page, and I found that that, uh, I found a few things. Um, So, one. the way that every character's name is, you think is spelled, is wrong. Is right. Really? Absolutely wrong. Like, wow. uh, like it, they're That's just like... That's George Lucas for you. I know, I know. And he wrote the story like, um, like Willow Offgood, right? No, it's mm-hmm. Willow Oofgood. Oh, jeez. Yeah, thank, thank, thank goodness they chose. Uh, Mad Mardigan, not two words. Nope, it's actually his name, Mad Mardigan. It's just one word. He, interesting he, i thought like oh he's his like name's Mardigan maybe and he got this nickname you know mad martigan because something he did no it's just his name mad Mardigan.
1: oh that is stupid That's i thought it was mad stupid. like he earned it as Ex- how he acted crazy
0: exactly but nope no, So I'm just like going through the things like, oh, this is a bad misspelling. I'm so glad they never like spelled out somebody's name on camera. Awesome. Uh, but then I got down to, I was like, oh, who played uh, Beth Morda? Because we were kind of wondering about that. It was this this actress, uh, Jean Marsh. I was like, oh, shit. Well, what else has she done? Because she seemed like, you know, she was she was a great, she did a great job. She yeah. played Mombi in Return to Oz.
1: Oh, shit. The one with the thousand heads in the hallway? Yes. Oh, shit. She was so creepy in that, too.
0: Yes. And so, so like you do in Wikipedia, I surfed over and spent a lot of time reading up on Return to Oz, and I read something, and I'll, I'll share this with you, that actually made Return to Oz make way more sense. So I was reading through, like, their description of what happens in the movie, and I came to the part with uh, Mombi, and it was like, oh, my God. That was, like, like what they shot and what this uh, is written as are two totally seemingly two totally different things so i'm just gonna read this to you so so i mean this will make sense like you'll understand this maybe if you've seen the movie which is an excellent movie it's like a a horror movie for kids yeah really there's some scary moments let's see so let's see Uh, Princess Mambi, in the film, she is portrayed as a dark-haired, deranged, and evil middle-aged sorceress. She is a coward at heart who grovels before the Gnome King and begs for her life when he is displeased with her. She makes a deal with the Gnome King, for if she trapped Princess Ozma in her enchanted mirror, he would make her a princess and give her 30 beautiful heads, which she could switch depending on her mood. So he also gives her the Emerald City after he took away the emeralds. She also guards the Powder of Life. When Dorothy encounters Princess Mombi in her palace, Mambi develops a fondness for Dorothy's head and locks her in the tower, planning to remove her head and take it once the girl has reached adulthood. That I was like, gosh, I never thought she was going to keep her in the tower forever. Dorothy mm. escapes and steals the Powder of Life from a case which also contains Mombi's true head. Unfortunately, she Ooh. wakes... Unfortunately, she awakens the head, which screams Dorothy's name, thereby awakening the other heads in turn, which all begin screaming her name. Ultimately, all the screaming awakens Mombi's headless body, which relentlessly pursues Dorothy, although the girl manages to escape. Donning her true head, Mombi sends her sinister min- minions the wheelers after Dorothy. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Oh, and it also says as a footnote, the same actress, Jean Marsh, who plays the head nurse Wilson in the mental hospital where Dorothy is committed at the beginning of the movie.
1: Oh, well, that makes sense. Wizard of Oz loves to do that shit.
0: Yeah, but just like just like oh. little details like that, like about like the true head and uh, keeping her locked up until she reached adulthood. Yeah, I mean, it was like, like there's so much more to mine that they could have put in there.
1: Yeah, huh. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, all in all... Um, we had a pretty fun vacation. It was fun playing video games with you again.
0: Oh, it was the best. Was two, fun hanging out. Best, best two weeks ever.
1: It's good times. Everyone has gone back to their separate establishments and states. So, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I had to spend I had to spend a whole a whole day without my wife taking care of our two little kids. Ah, yeah, that's no fun. Uh, it can be fun sometimes, but then you're mm-hmm. like, wow, I've been bending over so much. My back hurts. Ah. Crap.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: It's like, well, the kid's got to learn to walk somehow.
1: Mm. Well, that's all I got, man. I'm going to go see Star Wars again. And, awesome. uh, you this know, I'll we'll a- have to talk about that. This will be three. I know Great. I said that last time, too, but I just have uh, been hanging out with you guys all this time. So now that you guys are gone, I'll probably go see Star Wars again this week. Awesome. So.
0: Cool. Well, everybody, thanks so much for listening. We are the Jumpman Podcast. We're coming at you every single week over at jumpmanpodcast.com. Uh, we're also on retrowaretv.com elder-geek.com, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Well, Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Peace. Jumpman, engage.
0: I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall
1: stand.